Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Exploration with Ash Hurry and I'm here with another review and this film is available now on Disney Plus and I'll be talking about Guillermo del Toro's latest film starring Bradley Cooper, Rooney Mara, Kate Blanchett, Tony Collette, Richard Jenkins and Willem Dafoe and that is the Oscar nominated film Nightmare Alley. There are films that just don't make sense. This film doesn't make much sense. This film shouldn't be good. On paper, this film would never be made by an amateur. I can't imagine what the pitch of this film would have been. I mean, what did they say? A local drifter dude builds his status up in a washed-up carnival, which molds into a promising career as a medium until he meets a psychiatrist that wants to expose him. I mean, is intriguing, yes, but intriguing enough to make a film? Well, evidently it was intriguing enough because it managed to get an Oscar nomination for Best Picture. And I have to tell you, when I watched Nightmare Alley, I couldn't take my eyes off it. I And it was just a charm of Del Toro. That being said, though, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey didn't make much sense. Pan's Labyrinth didn't really make much sense. But they were interesting enough to love as time did its thing. This is his first film since the 2017 film The Shape of Water. And guess what? That film won Best Picture. And that's what attracted me to this film. I didn't read anything about it. I didn't watch any trailers I saw the film got nominated this year, I saw who directed it, and that was it for me. Sold, done, finished. You have my full attention, and boy, did it. Del Toro has this enchanting way of shooting movies. His stories and style are on the bridge of reality. Go a little further down the bridge, and we can easily cross into this world of fantasy and improbable splendor. What Nightmare Alley achieves so naturally is the charisma to attract your attention to wanting to know more. Our interest is fueled by our curiosity of where this story is going to go because we're slowly waiting for something dramatic to happen. Eventually, the film does reach this climatic scene where you have the release of this ever-expanding tension from the movie where the elastic band finally snaps. But by then, we are simply smitten by the characters on screen. The development of each and every single one is enough to keep your ass sat on the sofa despite nothing dramatic really happening until the very end. The sharp but well-taken direction the story takes you on is one that could have been done innocuously in a TV series because of the time you have to flesh it out, but to attempt that into a limited time period, for example two and a half hours in a movie, takes a very good director at the helms, and this is why the film works. The film casually goes from a homeless guy with a haunted past to finding purpose by joining the circus, a story arc that is as familiar as the boy being moulded and becoming a gangster in most Scorsese or Coppola movies or the boxer who throws a fight. So, you know, these are familiar stories and we have another one here. But don't get thrown off of how closely it resembles Robert Pattinson in Water for Elephants or even Hugh Jackman in The Greatest Showman. This film goes a completely diverse direction entirely. The story invests a lot of time with the characters at the carnival, and rightfully so, because as the film comes to its conclusion... Like all great films, we return back to the start of the story, where things literally come in full circle for our main character. The story is beyond all else a story of survival and altering your life to what you have in front of you, but also that your past does catch up with you and that maybe things do happen for a reason and sometimes it is out of our control and that fate does exist. These are usually life lessons that are visually articulated in most films these days, but done through different variations, genres, characters 
and the depth of its meaning. The clear striking message of morality and ethics are subtly pushed ahead of the other ambiguous questions that never get answered in Nightmare Alley, like Tony Collette's powers or the continuation of Willem Dafoe's character or the relationship between Bradley Cooper and his father. For a film that was made in the smack middle of the pandemic, the complicated and unexpected schedule certainly had no impact to the fluidity of the story and the vision Del Toro consistently showed throughout this film. Out of the 10 movies nominated for Best Picture this year, this film was predicted to be the least likely to win, but there is definitely an argument for it to be within that list and comfortably so too. Even though the film might not be everyone's cup of tea, Bradley Cooper matches the stoicism of Ryan Gosling and casually holds this story together with his range of performances in this movie, especially the last scene, which FYI was done in one take. The character of Carlisle role seems to have a lot of heat behind it with the likes of Leonardo DiCaprio accepting the role before dropping out. Is for me the soul of this bittersweet film. He manages not to utter a single syllable in the first 11 minutes of the movie despite being in every scene and Bradley Cooper doesn't hold back in terms of stretching his already impressive range as an actor by exploring the role in a still form until the long-awaited scene at the end where he simply snaps. He even explores his European side in this film by doing a full frontal nude scene, something becoming a bit of a trend in Hollywood after actors Ben Affleck did it in Gone Girl, Michael Fassbender in Shame, and other actors have done so in the last five years. Rooney Mara, though, is a necessary addition to this role as she goes full circles from her Oscar-nominated role as Lisbeth Salander in The Girl of the Dragon Tattoo to playing on our heartstrings as the protagonist's love interest, Molly, has the incentive to Carlisle's decisions, good or bad. The pandemic benefited heavily for pregnant Rooney Mara as she had a gap between her pregnancy and the scenes where she had to be semi-naked and performing her stunts at carnivals. So that was a very beneficial thing for Rooney Mara. And she even maintained that glow from her pregnancy with her beautifully crafted facial expressions that helped the audience fall completely in love with her and confirm our decision towards her and every character around her, including Carlisle. To put it simply, that she is the moral centre of this movie, a role very similar to that of Sally Hawkins in Del Toro's last film, The Shape of Water. He must have a thing for naive, skinny brunettes. The film succeeds in its manipulation towards our initial feelings towards the main character and cleverly but gently deviates our ethics towards Carlisle and the repercussions of his once-innocent actions that deemed fun-worthy and playful at the carnival but dangerous and consequential in the real world. The clear metaphor of hierarchy is established in every film, but Del Toro manages to show us the danger of power when in fresh hands and the obvious message that parlor tricks remain behind carnival curtains and have no place in the real world. The geek, derived from the German word meaning fool or simpleton, is the lowest form of the carnival's performance where viewers watch a man advertised as a beast come out from a hole in the ground to eat a live animal, usually a chicken. It's the symbolic structure of the breakdown of Carlisle in this movie, a metaphor of sinking so low you can do anything to survive, you will do anything to survive, even eat a live animal in front of people. The careful construction of Bradley Cooper's character is a well-crafted, well-executed and well-placed throughout the movie, seductively using his tricks not to just charm the people on screen, but behind it too. Equally, the deconstruction of Carlisle is where the film finally feeds some rope to the audiences on where this story is going to go, and is equally well-crafted, executed and placed towards the last chapter of the movie. 
As original and refreshing this is of a story about the rise and fall of a mentalist, a story that seems different by going against trend of generic superhero movies and remakes and prequels, this film is still sat in the majority because it is in fact a remake and an adaptation. Nightmare Alley will no doubt unearth the original film made in 1946 and even the book it was adapted from by William Lindsay Gresham for the aspect of comparison and curiosity. One thing is for sure though, Del Toro will not make it two for two with Best Picture, but he may have made a remake that beats its predecessor and also in the future become a cult classic like Pan's Labyrinth. Don't forget this film is available to watch on Disney Plus right now and this film was one of 10 films nominated for Best Picture and is definitely worth a watch and it definitely deserves a place in those nominations. But anyway, you can subscribe to me on Spotify, iTunes, Google, Amazon Play, all of the places that you listen to podcasts. I'm on there. And you can follow me on Instagram. It's Film Exploration AH, all lowercase or one word. But once again, thank you for listening to Film Exploration with Ash Hurry. Thank you.